Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 129 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Dusty here, the host of the show, uh, where each and every Wednesday I interview a fantastic YouTube creator and I talk with them about their YouTube journey in hopes of bringing you value for your channel to help you start, grow, and monetize your channel, which basically the overall goal of this show is to help you spread your message, help you get your voice heard, and overall help you continue to improve as a creator by listening to these conversations that I have with wonderful people all over the world. And so uh, we are brought to you each and every week by TubeBuddy. It is the one tool that I use and many other successful creators use to make their YouTube life that much easier. If you're looking for that one-stop shop tool that'll give you thumbnail tools, it'll give you keyword uh, research tools, it'll give you uh, easier navigation of the platform, TubeBuddy is the tool for you. Uh, we are on uh, iOS and Android mobile app, as well as a free browser extension. Check the link in the description to help the show out. Speaking of helping the show out, we are also brought to you by the fine folks over on Patreon. If you're looking for a place where you can come and talk YouTube, basically like a water cooler uh, for a YouTube chat and YouTube discussion. Uh, when you support this show on Patreon for as little as a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, you get access to that private Discord where each and every day there is a hardcore discussion going on about all things YouTube. Like right now, there is literally been uh, pages of text over the past 24 hours about tags and keyword research and people disagreeing and debating. It's basically the the one place that I can go. Uh, and get honest opinions from creators, and I know they're going to be genuine and transparent with me. And so I would like to thank Mitch. I would like to thank Marco S. I would like to thank Laura L. Uh, all of those people have joined just since last week, so I really do appreciate that. This week's conversation is one of those that I will look back on and realize that uh, how good it is. Uh, I've listened to it now two or three times in the process of editing the show, and I learned something new every time I did. And so you may have to go back and listen to this one a couple of times, but I'm joined uh, this week by D. Nimmin. Uh, you probably know his brother if you're in the YouTube space at all, Nick Nimmin. He's doing really great right now, really well in the YouTube education space, a fantastic creator in his own right. But today in this episode, we are focusing on D and what he's doing. Uh, and we're focusing on the ability to be who you are, the ability to let loose and have a good time and uh, just basically show people who you really are. Are. And we get into the nitty gritty details of how he's grown a channel so quickly and so fast. He's getting, you know, you know, thousands of subscribers a month and only been on the platform for like half of a year, maybe a little more. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into this week's conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's conversation on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I have been super excited about this conversation for a long time. We've been trying to make it happen now for months, it seems like, but we are finally going to make it happen. I'm joined today by D. Nimmin. He is a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help creators build their creative confidence and their brand while using their smartphone. With almost two decades of running a multimedia company that focused on video production and graphic design, Dee is now sharing his knowledge with other creators on YouTube. Dee officially started his YouTube journey a little over three and a half months ago. 
You heard that right. Three and a half months ago. And today he just surpassed 7,000 subscribers, often gets five to 600 comments on his videos. D lives in Northern Thailand. D, with all of that out of the way, my friend, how are you doing? <laughs> Dusty, I'm doing very well. How are you? And thank you for having me on. Man, I am doing better than I deserve, and I am just super stoked to have you on the show. And we are going to talk yes, all great. things YouTube today. We're also live okay. streaming this. Uh, obviously, you won't yes, hear me yes. say that again, but we've got all kinds of folks in the chat. Uh, occasionally, I do that. You can subscribe over on YouTube. It's just Dusty Porter over there. But let's go ahead and dive into the interview. Uh, D, okay. if you would, let my audience know a little more about who you are, who D is, and how you got started mm -hmm. in YouTube. How I got started in YouTube or how I got started on my entrepreneurial journey. So start. Like, how far start, back do you want to go? So let's start back with you starting your company and kind of your, your business and kind of how you did that and then kind of getting into the YouTube space. Now, give it, give it all to me, my friend. <laughs> well, to give it all to you, I need to go back just a little bit further. Uh, I actually started out uh, being a ticket reseller, believe it or not, I in high school, I and I don't even know how I pulled this off. Now you know when I think back, because I was only like 16 years old, but we used to go and sleep out for two days, three days, four days at a time, and actually skip school to be first in line at like Ticketmaster when tickets would go on sale, right? <laughs> and then we would buy the tickets and we'd put classified ads in the paper and we would sell them at a premium price. For example, and this is back, you know pre pre-internet so if it was a, a big hair metal band like you know say white snake or somebody like that i might be able to get like 100 or 150 dollars for maybe a second row seat but paul mccartney or eric clapton i could sell for like 600 800 per seat right oh, so i did this at i did this all through high school and i saved a lot of money and i sat on it for a while and then i also i became an electrician and i saved a ton of money and then I ended up starting up like a media business where we would do advertising for print. And this is all pre-internet. This is, you know, yellow pages. Dusty, I'm sure you remember the yellow pages, the big, yes, right? They the were you thick, can, yeah. Now right. you just throw them away if you get them, right? Wasted killing <laughs> trees, man. Killing trees. Killing trees, right. So we started off focusing on building or, or making advertisements for companies for the yellow pages and local newspapers. We started with, uh, I think it was called Aldous PageMaker. That was a software back then. And that, so, that yeah. now let me ask you this. Now, once you yeah. kind of emerged from that and you did that for so long, how did the kind of, uh, I guess, interest or start uh, with YouTube and online media, how did that begin? And did, did you start creating um, graphics for online video people or did you just see it from afar and said, I want to do that? The YouTube stuff didn't come for many years later many many years later but we we did the transition as a company and we went from print and we went to uh building websites for people because everybody wanted a website and back then it was you know you didn't have youtube it was just you had a website or you didn't and then as people wanted to do advertising we started to do online advertising for companies and then we ev eventually transitioned into doing commercials for companies and that's where i kind of got my first taste for video and then many years later it all kind of came back when obviously, you know, my brother started doing YouTube, we kind of had a, a background of how to do all that because he worked with me for a while on all of that as well. Graphic design, mostly on his end. And so as this was happening, you were kind mm -hmm. of learning in the background, right? Like you were, you were kind of taking for, for it in. Journey, you mean for, for his journey when he started? Yeah. Yeah. When he was on YouTube, I mean, I knew the production side of things, 
but I didn't understand. I didn't have a clue about what YouTube was actually about. It was just, you know, something I just went on and watched videos. I didn't understand. I didn't understand community there. I didn't understand the the actual impact you could have, mm. how you could actually teach people and better their lives. Or I, I didn't understand how you could lift people up and, and share your knowledge. I just, I, it, it, it didn't, I didn't wrap my head around it for a long time. And, and then so at, he explained it. Ahead, as you mentioned, I didn't mean to step on you there, but as you mentioned mm. pre-show, like you had no um, experience with the on-camera stuff at right. all. Right, right, right. And, and so how um, did that come to be? Well, when I, when I finally decided to start a YouTube channel, I had already been streaming with my brother doing our Saturday night streams. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to actually do my own channel. So I actually did a test channel. Uh, I, I think um, some people know about this. I did an ASMR channel just to test it out where I didn't show my face really. Right. Uh, I just kind of showed my hands and I made sounds and I just wanted to get the hang of doing thumbnails and how to upload and keywords and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then once I kind of felt confident in that, then I, I stepped up and I put myself on camera and it was the first time I've actually been in front of the camera and speaking. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was quite an experience, but the best way to, to get over that fear was just to do it. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask keep you next. And yeah. keep doing it. Yes. That's what I was going to ask you next. Like what are, what are some of the bigger things that you had to overcome with the on camera stuff? Like what were some of the ticks that you had to get over when you put your face in front of the camera and it was no longer just your brother with you behind the camera, right. but it was now right. yourself and you had to learn what you could do and how to, how right. you could engage an audience. Well, I, I think the first hurdle that I had to overcome was just the confidence of knowing that how I'm going to present something is, I mean, it's just, I don't know if it's the right way or the wrong way. It's just how I present it. So I, I, I had to wrap my head around the, the idea that people are, you know, there, there could be 10 videos out there with the exact same information, but the people watching those videos are going to watch the people that they can relate to because different yes. people present things in a different manner. So I, I kind of had to get my head around that to comfortably go in front of the camera and hit record and, and say what it was that I needed to say. Yeah, it's funny how many people ask me often, D, they say, well, there's already people doing this or there's already people who talk about this. Like if, you're, if your brother and yourself decided to not go into YouTube education or if you decided not to go into mobile uh, education like you're doing now, there's tons of people already doing that, but they're not bringing right. your spin to it. They're not, they're not Dean Nimmin. They can't bring your personality to it. And so being able to bring who you are to the topic, right. you're going to draw in a different audience. And so I couldn't agree more with, with that, that comment that you made there. Um, right. the, the next question, I have a, go ahead. I have a second hurdle, which is kind of unusual. So because I do live in Thailand, the majority of my day is speaking Thai or speaking broken English with locals. So I don't actually have a whole lot of, uh, you know, really good English conversation with people, right? So when I have to turn on the camera and I have to speak, uh, sometimes my mind just kind of blanks out a little bit because I'm not used to communicate. I've been over here for, you know, over 10 years. So my brain has kind of changed a little bit in, in terms of how I communicate. And so do, so you, do you speak fluent Thai? Like, are you fluent? No, I'm, no. no, I'm not fluent, but I, I know enough to get around. 
Sure. Yeah, you, you, you know enough to get in trouble, right? Um, yeah, I know enough to get in trouble, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and so let's let, let's kind of now transition into the next phase of kind of where you are now. So now you have your YouTube channel. You have your channel, yes. d and YouTube channel. We just discussed at the top of the show. Uh, now you're at 7,002 subscribers, which is amazing. Uh, if you haven't already, yeah. go check out D's channel. It's just D-D-E-E-Nimmon, N-I-M-M-I-N. If you haven't already, I think you guys will love the content he's producing. But you now have this channel. You have all of this yes. experience in, in, in graphic work and in marketing and whatnot, and now you're putting it all together for your own thing. Not your brother's, not somebody else's that you're working on, but just for you, for your channel. What are some things in the early stages of this channel that you have learned that maybe you've made a mistake on or you've done something well that you could share with my audience that, have, that has helped you grow a channel at such a rapid pace? I think there's a couple key things that people need to think about if they're just getting started on YouTube. Um, uh, first of all, I, I think that your story or your message kind of trumps everything. So if you're a good storyteller, I don't believe that it matters how you pr how you present it in terms of the quality of the video. But if you're not an excellent storyteller, I think the more visually appealing you can be, the better your audio can sound. Uh, I think right out of the gate, that kind of gives you a leg up. So I fortunately had that experience behind me. So when I turned on the camera, I knew how to white balance and I knew how to edit and put all that stuff together to actually make it look good. So when people watched it, it, it looked like something that had, you know, I, I don't want to compare myself with somebody else, but it, it looks like something that's more produced versus somebody who's just starting out. And I think if for that, I think people can kind of, you might you might want to subscribe to somebody who can give you the information and it looks a little bit better than somebody who might be shooting in a dark room and you know the white balance might be off the air conditioner might be blasting in the background that that sort of thing so you kind of had so, a you had a leg up when it comes to production so the the production right. side of things you had a leg up and people can see who are watching right. the stream and people who are listening to the podcast can obviously hear you sound great and you look great my friend on camera and so right. with that being said you know you had that going for you but as far as right. like the storytelling aspect and being able to come up with content and produce it what are some things that you've learned there maybe even talk about a mistake that you've made that you look back at now and you're like wait a minute if i would have done th done it this way maybe i could grow have grown even faster wow that's a great question um uh i'll tell you the one mistake that i think that i made was obviously not starting soon enough mm. i i had an entire list of reasons why I needed to wait just a little bit more to start my channel and none of it mattered. You know, the, the sooner I could have been out there and uploading, you know, I might have 10,000 subscribers right now or 15,000 subscribers by yeah, now. Exactly. Right? Instead of waiting for that, because there isn't a perfect moment, you're never going to be totally ready. And in the past, because I had to please clients, I, things had to be perfect. But now that I'm doing this for myself, I realize that if the faster I can execute, the, the better off I'm going to be. And what, uh, what were some of those excuses that you would tell yourself as to why you wouldn't start sooner? Like you saw what Nick was doing. You saw what was out there. You saw that it, it was ripe for the picking. So what excuses did you tell that my audience probably can relate to, to yourself that, oh, maybe I need to wait for this. You know, it's funny. I'm a parent. I have a three-year-old daughter. A lot of young people always say, they say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not financially ready to have kids or I'm not this or that ready to get a, whatever. What are some of those excuses that you gave yourself D for while, while you didn't start sooner first and foremost that 
I thought maybe even 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 though I decided that I was going to do a YouTube channel, in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, well, there's too many YouTube channels. There's too many people already doing this. There's a ton mm -hmm. of people who are better than I am who mm -hmm. are already presenting this information. So mm -hmm. that was one thing that I, I it was just an excuse to, that I was you know I was just kind of lying to myself, trying to find reasons to to put it off a little bit. So that was one thing. The second thing, and again, this goes back to my my history of running the business and having to be you know perfect for clients is I got really hung up on how I was going to shoot it in terms of my background, my set, right? I got real, I don't know why I got like, and I still kind of do to, to some degree, but you know, on one hand, I think you just need to get the content out there. On the other hand, I think, but it also needs to look good. It needs to look, I want it to have my vibe to it, my look, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I got really hung up on my background and how things looked and the right lighting. I, I just, I spent way too much time getting the lighting together and, uh, but I, I didn't need to. It was good enough. Yeah. And, it was good and enough. But it was just, it was an excuse to kick the can down the road another week. And that's, that's the phrase, right? And I'm, I'm working on a project now that will be released hopefully in a couple of months that probably should have been done two months ago. But because of mm -hmm. myself and, and just some, 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 I guess, I don't know, I even know if you would call it insecurities, but just like I would, I would continue to push it a week. I would continue to push it. Right. And what I found on YouTube and in business, and I think maybe you can concur with this, D, is that if you break things down into smaller sections and you work on them in small pieces, it's a lot yes. easier to accomplish your long-term goals, whether it be launch a YouTube channel or whatever it may be. Yes. Yes. And, and, and that's, I was going to say part of another thing that kept slowing me down was I was allowing myself to get overwhelmed by the project. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because, and, and now for somebody who's just starting out, I can really sympathize with you here because again, I knew how to shoot video. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew a little bit about audio. I knew how to edit. I've been editing videos for 20 years, right? So I knew how to edit. I knew about lighting. I, I knew about all of this stuff. So if you're just starting out, man, this can be, and I, okay, I, I was overwhelmed and I knew all of this stuff. So if you're just starting out, I, I can, I can relate. Like, I mean, I can, I can sympathize. Like, you have to learn all of these things. You have to learn how to shoot it, how, how to, how to present yourself on camera. You have to learn how to edit. You have to learn your lighting. You have to learn all of these things, and it can be so overwhelming. Yeah, and, it, and you can use that as an excuse. Well, there's just too much to learn. I'll, I'll learn it later. Yeah, yeah, and the excuses they, they're kind of lame when you look back at them because you look at sure, like sure. You, you look at what's out there on YouTube, especially for YouTube education of uh, launching right. and growing a successful channel. I mean, you and I are not only do we get to watch these people, you and I are actually friends with them. So, so we we right. we know like the the amount of content that's out there. But that that phrase you mentioned earlier, good enough. People good think enough. yeah, people think that that's that's a negative or a derogatory term. It's really not good enough will get the project out there. It'll get something yes. launched. It's much easier, and I've said this a hundred times, and Zig Ziglar used to say it, but it, it's much easier to improve on something than it is to start something. And so getting yourself yes. out there, it's huge, and, and, and doing all of that. So, um, man, great conversation already. I, I feel like this conversation, I, I so many things I could ask you. I, I still struggle with that on every video, as I'm sure a lot of creators do, and that's when you make the video, I think I've only made one video where I, when I when I finished recording the last clip, I was like, nailed it, you know, and then I, yes. and then I walked over yeah. to the computer like most of them when it's finished, you know, there's always something it's in the back of your mind. I, I can do that better. I can say that better. That last line could be a little bit better. And, I, and I'm having to retrain myself to where mm -hmm. I just say, you know what? It's good enough. It's and good enough. Let's go. I got I've got to execute on this and get it online because no one no one else in the entire world 
it's going to notice a difference. And if I say it this way or if I say it that way. And do you know what's funny is that in my experience, those videos that you think, oh man, this one's not that great. But once you publish it, I've had videos where I think that those are the ones that'll get like hundreds of thousands of views. And you're like, what is, what is this? Like, why did that happen? Like the ones that I think, oh man, I killed it. I nailed it. I'll put those out and it'll slowly trickle. It'll slowly grow, <laughs> but it'll, it'll be the, it'll be the ones that I put out there. I'm like, man, I don't know. Is, is this okay? Should I go re-record this bit? Or should I, like you said, should I change the intro or outro? It's those videos that are just going to blow up. So it's funny, like what you may think is, a, is just okay or mediocre, your audience or people that are viewing this will think the opposite sometimes. Sometimes so, uh, good stuff. Now, let me ask you. That, uh, go ahead. Okay, I want to I want to add one more thing here. So I want to piggyback on that. My top performing video in terms of watch time. Okay. Now I, I have I have a Canon 70D in here that I've shot on. I have a Sony A6500 that I've shot on. But in terms of watch time, my most popular video was a video that I literally threw together in about five minutes. I shot it outside on my front facing camera on an old iPhone. I literally just whipped it together. And in terms of watch time, it's hands down my best video. And, and I put the least amount into it. And it. Yeah. But the best gear and it, it didn't even matter. It's amazing right? how that works. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk for a minute about the future of monetization for you and your channel and how okay. you see yourself making money from your content. Now, obviously, we know you've got to reach 10,000 subscribers. You are on the verge of doing that and at a rapid pace, as we've already talked about. And so... I can, my mind as a YouTube consultant, I, my mind begins to spin and I'm sure Nick's already given you a lot of this information about as a mobile educator and creator, like what you're doing, how you could, you know, do affiliates through iTunes and through app reviews and through, like I mentioned to you earlier about maybe doing some interviews and whatnot. And so with that being said, how are you making money now? If you are through your content and how do you plan to make money and monetize your content in the future? Uh, right now I'm just doing affiliate marketing. I'm putting links in the description. Um, I've had a couple people want to pay me to make some videos, but I'm kind of, I don't want to just make videos and just get money for that if I'm not really into the product. So I, I've, I've turned down some offers in terms of, you know, for, to make here, let us pay you to make a video about, about this, but it, it just didn't fit. It doesn't feel right to make a video about something that isn't going to be helpful to somebody. You know, the whole I'm, I'm going to go off, I'm going to sidetrack here for a second. The The whole thing for YouTube for me that's really rewarding is the fact that I'm actually helping people. Mm. So, of course, I want to make money doing this. I mean, of course, who, who doesn't? But I feel like if I'm, if I'm steering people the wrong way, that long term, that's not going to work out for me. I don't want to lose credibility because people say, oh, he's just trying to sell anything that will, you know, somebody will put in his hands. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm real selective about that. Yeah. Uh, but long term... Yeah, I would like to build relationships with, with various brands, you know, get sponsorships, that sort of thing. I'm, I'm not too interested in the one-off videos. You know, be just be paying me to do one video, that's not really an interest to me. I think that, let's talk for a minute about the affiliate side of things. I think you, you're, you're doing a good job at it up to, up to this point on your channel. How important is it, you made a comment that most people don't think about. You can lose trust faster with your audience right. by just throwing out fluff out there because you want a quick check or you want to get paid. Right. And in, in today's time and scope, uh, doing what we do, educating people about YouTube, I hear so many people say to me, well, I don't have this many subscribers or I don't have this many views. 
numbers, I, I'm so tired of people talking about numbers that are just do not matter. None of that matters to me. Yes, it matters when you right. pitch to a sponsor. Yes, it matters uh, for right. you. It's a good me measuring stick for your channel. But when it comes to helping people, when it comes to changing people's lives, when it comes to making people laugh, if you're a vlogger or a gamer or whatever you're doing on YouTube, what can we do as creators to, to stop worrying so much? And I, I, I still want to stay on the monetization clip here. What can we do as creators to start worrying and working on our credibility, our trust level with our audience? Because you get five or 600 comments on your videos. People are interacting with you. So maybe talk yeah. on that for a minute of, of how important it is to have trust from your audience. I, wow. I, I think trust is the only thing in terms of your audience. If they don't trust you, there's no reason for them to listen to you at all. Mm. They're not going to take your advice on an, or my advice on an app. They're not going to take my advice on a certain way to edit. They're just not going to listen to me if they don't trust me. So I obviously I want to build a community around my channel. And and I am. And I am. I'm, I'm meeting some amazing people. And, and the support has been overwhelming. And I just want to take this opportunity to thank everyone who has supported me up to, up to this point. Um, but I, I think if you are truthful with them and you let them know that you're looking out for them, because I even say in some of my videos, like I'll I'll say, here's things that you could have. And then I'll follow it by if they need it or not. Like, do you need this? No, you don't need it. But it might help you do X, Y, Z. But I, I'm very clear, you do not need this. because And because of that, people continually come back asking me, do I need this? Do I need that? So I, I think it's important that we build trust. That's all we have, really. Trust and reputation. Trust, reputation, and building that authority that when you do... Authority, yeah. Number three, yeah. When you, See, I don't have that yet. I don't have the authority yet, so I didn't mention it. <laughs> when, you, when you do post a video that is a sponsored video, people will not just skip it. They will watch it because right. they, they, they care about your opinion. They care that right. you thought enough to do a video to, to actually work with that company and you begin to build trust and you begin to build authority, which is what we're talking about. And, and, and lastly, you know, we can kind of end this, this kind of segment here, but I want to talk about what you said there about helping people. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that, you know, people like yourself and myself and Daryl Eves and Roberto Blake and, and your brother, when you help people get what they want, in turn, you're ending up going to get what you want for, for the most part. And as a YouTuber, how have you found that as you were going through and you're responding to these hundreds of comments and these people are like, oh man, D, I, I never knew I could do this with my phone or this app is right. amazing. I never knew this existed. How important right. is it to you personally that your work makes a difference and it's not just out there just to be out there? Uh, wow. First of all, if you would have told me just three years ago that I would be teaching anyone how to do anything, especially on a phone, I would have said you're crazy. But, <laughs> but you know, when, when people, I, I tell you what's really inspiring is when somebody comes, because I'm trying to teach people how they can create content on their phone and I want to give them the confidence that they can do YouTube on their phone. They, you know, you can run your business on your phone and, and create videos, great videos on your phone. And when people come to me and they say, I just started my YouTube channel today because of your video, man, like I, like how, that's like, you gotta be one of the best feelings to know that you actually had an impact on somebody's life. That they actually, not that they, okay, because people can consume content all day long. Mm -hmm. So it's not that somebody just watched my video. It's that they actually took action after mm -hmm. watching my video. You positively impacted that person. Yes. And you may have altered, possibly, you may have altered the course of their life in a yes. positive way. Yeah. 
And for me, that's so heavy that it's difficult to even put into words, but that kind of fuels me to go make the next video. Yes, it's a good fuel to use. It's good motivation. And when people come to me and they say kind of like what you just said, and they say, Dusty, the reason I started my podcast is because I listened to your podcast. Or the reason why I started my YouTube channel is because you gave me the, I guess you would say that encouragement to push me over the edge to to stop saying these excuses and actually start doing something on YouTube. And so uh, we could have a whole podcast just on that and what it means. And like you said, it's very heavy and and, and people don't like, they don't like to talk about it, right? Like in the society we live in, there's so much bad stuff going on that when you start talking about helping people and doing good things in the community and changing people's lives, people don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about the gossip. They want to talk about the trending news and things like that. I think with anything in people's life where it could be weight loss, it could be, you know, maybe they went back to school, maybe they stopped drinking, whatever it is for somebody to take action, there's usually one person or one moment in their life. Somebody said something just the right way at just the right time that made that impact. Mm. And for, for creators, for all of us to be part of that, man, that's magical. That's the only word I can think of. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a good, that's a good adjective. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. And so I'm just happy. I'm happy to be a part of the whole thing. I, I agree hundred percent. I, I want to transition from this conversation briefly and, and in closing, I've got a couple more questions I want to ask you, Dean. I'm going to have to bring you back on once you reach like 50,000 subscribers at a milestone. Cause I want to talk to you again once you're there. Um, Anytime you want me. but do you, I'm, I'm a tech person. I love new toys and I love new, love new fun cameras and gadgets and whatnot. Are there any tools or, tr- you know, tricks of the trade that you use, whether it be like hardware, software, internet resource that you use on a daily basis that helps you, you know, make your YouTube content, your YouTube workflow that much easier? Any tricks? Well, I mean, I um, guess, I guess in this, in this segment, I want you to tell me like, what are you using? Like hardware, software, internet resource wise, like what kind of things are you using to make the magic happen on camera? You want to know the process? I want to know the process. Yes. Okay. Now, yes, I'm teaching people how to do things on their phone. However, because I've spent 20 years doing it with cameras, I'm actually a thousand times more efficient doing it on a camera. Now I can do it on my phone and I, some of my videos, I do do it on a phone, but my day to day workflow, I actually, now I'm shooting on a Sony a 6,500. I shoot it here in the studio and I edit on a Vegas, uh, Vegas pro 15. That's what I do my editing on and all the graphics I have on there and the transitions I I made myself. And, uh, yeah. And then I, I make my thumbnails in Photoshop usually sometimes. So, so, okay. So I love Photoshop, but I think Snapseed on your phone is, a, is probably one of the best photo editors out there. Yeah. You so guys, sometimes you guys actually, put me onto that. Yeah. I love Snapseed. Right. So, so, so a lot of times I'll take a picture and I'll drop it into Snapseed and then I'll send it back up to, to Photoshop. That, that's, yeah, that's, and then that's I, then I upload it. And now yeah, what, my process you know, is really simple. What video editor are you using again? You said you're using Vegas Pro 15. Vegas Pro 15. Okay. And that's yeah. that's that's so, one that I don't hear very much here on the show, to be honest. Yeah, most people are using Premiere or Final Cut Pro. Yes. And the only reason I'm on Vegas is because I started on Vegas and I'm so much more efficient with it. Yes. Like if I started today and somebody said, What are you gonna learn? I would learn Premiere. Yeah, yeah. Premiere I would, is I, would, I, would, I love Premiere. Yeah. Yeah, I love Premiere. Uh, I mean, I would I would start with Premiere because the transitions and the editing that I see people doing with Premiere is amazing. But for what I'm doing here on YouTube, Vegas is working just fine, and I don't have time to relearn software. 
I spend all my time trying to learn apps so I can teach people how to use them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like I can, I can do everything on my desktop already. So I have yeah. to learn all these apps. If, if you could give one piece of advice to an emerging YouTuber or someone wanting to get started or grow their YouTube channel, what would that one piece of advice be? Don't delay and start right now. Don't delay and start right now. I think I, I mean, I hate to say start right now because my brother says that one a lot. <laughs> so just get started. Go right. start. Right. Just don't, do don't it. Don't let anything get in your way. Just do it. What, yeah. what are, um, what do you think are your strengths as a creator and your weaknesses? Oh, my strengths as a creator. Um, my strength is I, D despite what happens, I'm able to complete a task, right? So it doesn't matter if my, if my computer breaks down in the middle of an edit, I will stay up all night and reform my, for reformat my hard drive if I have to, to get the video up. Like that's my strength is I will just keep, I'm like a Terminator. And when it comes to, to getting something done, right? Yes. My weakness is I have all of this tech stuff. I have so many cameras sitting around here in the studio and phones and I mean, I have so many gadgets in here. Okay, I love tech, but I'm not like a details tech guy, hmm. right? Like yeah. I, you give me a camera and I can, I can make great videos. I can take great pictures. But if you want to talk details about the lens, you're on your own. I, I can't do that. But right. I know how to use it. I know right. how to use it, but I, I, I'm not going to go into details about stuff. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's definitely a weakness. It's funny you say that because like I do wedding videography as kind of a side business and I had to right. learn all about, you know, uh, ISO and aperture and uh, right. all, all the nitty gritty details of, of, you know, right. when you're out on a shoot, like how do you, how do you kind of, uh, you know, problem solve to get the best, right. you know, but before I did any of that, I'm with you. I just picked up the camera, I shot and people think you got to know all of this technical terminology and whatnot. No, no, no. And you really don't. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I know all of that stuff. I, I had to learn all that stuff. I mean like the, the technical behind like the different glass, the different oh, types of lenses. Oh yeah. Lenses. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's, yes. A, there's a whole technical side to production that I just never, I just, you know, I know, I know the basics and I know how to make really good stuff with it. You know, what looks that, good. Yeah, I, exactly. I know it looks good. And that's why I wanted to learn. <laughs> because um, it's always changing. There's I, always a new lens coming out. There's always a new technology. And it's just hard to stay on top of. I want to close with this. Um, one of my favorite things about you as a person, as a creator is that, and I told you this before we went live, even before we started streaming, I can relate to you because in, 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 in real life off camera, I, I am something I'm trying to bring on camera is that people who are around me tell me all the time how good of a sense of humor that I have. And it, yes. it, it, I can make people laugh and I can make people smile. I feel you are the same way and you've done a better job of translating that to, uh, to, to, to get to the camera. And we just mentioned it a couple of minutes ago and we talked about how just negative everything is that's out there that's being published and people are consuming so much negative stuff and yes. that I, I, I want to bring more of my sense of humor to my YouTube channel because I love to make people laugh. I love to make jokes. I love yeah. to smile. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do in life. And so how have you translated? We're definitely. We're definitely on the same page there. And, and so how have you translated that? to the camera of, of not being someone that you're, that, sh that you are not like being, being the, the real D on camera and off camera. That's something that in the beginning, like this conversation I'm having with you right now, like episode 20, um, I never could have had this conversation because I wasn't willing to, I wasn't willing to tell people or let people in with who I am, but now I'm okay with that. I'm more transparent about that. So how did you do that? How did you go about that? Uh, you know, there, there isn't anything special about it. I've just, 
I, I just keep in mind, like, so my brother was very clear when I first started. He said, just try to be you. Don't try to copy somebody else's style. Don't try to do what somebody else is doing because that's not going to work. Just, just try to relax, take a deep breath, and just, just do you. And that's, that's, that's what I do. I just try to turn on the camera and just be me. I mean, it, it comes off a little bit better during the live streams than it does with a video yes, because you yes. edit a lot of things out, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you're live, especially when I'm sitting here with my brother, I can really just kind of joke back and forth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have a lifetime with, 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 with somebody like that. So mm -hmm. it's easy to have fun with, with somebody you grew up with. Mm -hmm. But in, in terms of the camera, it comes down to editing. Sometimes I, I, I try to do funny things, but, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make the cut. So I just try to do me. I just try to be me. I try to be as authentic as I can. And that's all I can do is be me. And I think that is something be I want to like That's all I can do. <laughs> be like D. That's right. I think that's something that I want to leave with you guys as you listen to this podcast today is that it, it's okay to be who you are because you, yeah. you are you and you're different. Everybody's different. We're all unique. And so it's okay to be you. Uh, and someone in chat, I, Christina, has just said that uh, it's exhausting trying to be someone else all the time. And it really is. Like putting on that mask every day, day after day, it gets extremely tiring. Dusty, I think that that's the thing that people, that's the gym that people don't realize that they have. Mm -hmm. You see so many times like on Reddit, somebody says, oh, I want to start a YouTube channel. I want to be a vlogger, but my life is so boring. But it, it's boring to you. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that no matter where you're from, no matter what background you come from, you have a story to tell. And that's yes. what makes you you. If we, okay, we all have like an internal dialogue in our head as we go through the day, right? Everybody does. If you can take that internal dialogue and put it to camera, put it to your live stream, that's you. Be you, yeah. be quirky, be funny, be serious. Whatever it is that's you, that's you. That's, that's your in. That's, that's mm -hmm. what makes you different than everyone else. Yeah. And if you're trying to copy someone, you're probably going to fail. Yeah. But if you just do you, you'll probably succeed. So I'm going to be real with you guys before we close this episode out. When D and I got on to do sound check about 45 minutes ago, he was changing over his headphones and I made a comment to him. I said, Hey man, listen, I said, uh, my daughter just gave it's me a pop, on. pop, popsicle. And, uh, <laughs> so I, I had a, uh, I had a popsicle and it was one of those firecracker popsicle sticks. It probably was not very professional, but you know what? That's who I am. I'm okay with that. Um, and, uh, right. it's been, it's been, don't it's been, it. yeah, don't apologize for being who you are. That was kind of the example that I had there. So, uh, guys, thank you uh, so much for joining us on the live stream today. And this has been an awesome conversation. What a, what a cool conversation, man. This has been like one of my favorite episodes and I've done over 120 wow. of them. I feel like this is yeah. one of the top, the, the, the top for me. So uh, let my audience know, I want you to go up to 10,000, 20, 50, 100,000 as quickly as possible. So let my audience know where they can get in touch with you. The easiest way to find me is just go to dnimmon.com. Right now, it's going to forward you over to my YouTube channel. Right now, I'm just focusing everything right there. Awesome. So dnimmon.com dnimmon.com. Thanks again yes. uh, for joining me today and we'll go ahead and uh, end the conversation Thanks. and I'll talk to you later. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as support us on Patreon for great perks such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.